we're doing something a bit different. I don't think we've done a silent movie before. I don't think we have either. Mm. We, I have to say it's probably, I've watched before silent movies, but not the whole thing. Yeah. And full confession, I've tried twice to watch this movie <laughs> and both times I fell asleep. Wow. Because there's no sound. There is no sound. Yeah, it's a silent movie. Yeah. I know. I, I knew that from the beginning, but I still kind of, I didn't, I don't know. I just kind of kept playing with the sound just to get something. But <laughs> No. This, this is literally a silent movie. In my, in the, my experiences of silent movies have always had like a piano, yeah. kind of like some kind of like music running along the side of it, even though there's no dialogue. No. But this was completely silent. Yes. And Quite this is Bears. Yeah. Bears and Bad Men. Yep. A 1918 silent comedy directed by and starring Larry Seaman. <laughs> How do you say it? Well, I say Seaman. It's Seaman, is it? Seaman? Yeah. Larry Seaman. That's probably more right. He, I can't profess to know a lot about this, but he was a major comedic star back in the, the silent film era after the war and in the early 20s. Yeah. And this is a picture that stars Stan Laurel. Well, this is so what what drew me to this was initially one thing, and that we're doing a themed week this week, yeah. and the the theme is bears, and this has bears in the title and bears actually in the in the film as well, so it fitted the bill quite nicely there. And I was looking at loads of other stuff, but then I thought, I don't think we've done anything like this old. I think we did do the the one of the original Mickey Mouse cartoons for the for the kids thing, Steamboat Larry, Steamboat, yeah, or whatever he's called, yeah, Steamboat Willie, Steamboat Willie, Steamboat yeah. Willie. Which for the life of me, I've forgotten when that was, but I don't even think it's as early as this. And this, as you say, is nineteen eighteen. But the fact that there was Stan Laurel in it as well, who is somebody who I have seen films of, albeit never without Oliver Hardy, mm. and this predates their. I think even their meeting, let alone their their kind of like on-screen double act. Yeah. And I just thought it'd be interesting to, A, watch something like this and then, B, talk about something like this. And then knowing, Riggs, how much you know about the world of cinema, you know, just firing questions at you. Yeah. And and getting you to, to tell us all about like how they did it and what Larry Seaman was like and stuff like that. I mean, right. it'd be better if Craven was here because he actually, he actually would have watched the... The, the premiere of this, yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's not around. So yeah, should we jump into the uh, uh, uniquely? How I made notes for this was by just taking screenshots of what was oh, happening okay. on the screen, and I, I could do that with other films because this is twenty minutes long, and because there's no there's no like synopsis on Wikipedia or IMDb or yeah. So I thought when when it comes to recollecting what's going on. Maybe just some sort of stills. Oh, that's a good idea. So that's that's what I went for. It's, in a broad sense, this is like about a war between two neighbouring Hick families, basically. Yeah. It's the Cutshaws and the Lawsons. The Lawsons, yeah. Very much reminiscent of, there was a famous American rivalry, the Hatfield-McCoys. They were a famous couple of Virginia families, I think, that famously went to war I think they reference it in Ozark a few times with right. that family that's there. So anyway, yeah, that's the sort of setup, these Hick families. And we get a title card up at the beginning and they, they talk about the Cutshaws have been on the short end of the feud since bullets were made to argue with. That's exactly, <laughs> that's what it says Yeah, on, on there. I mean, before that, you do have a couple of very quick scenes 
For the first, in fact, the opening scene, which I know you're a fan of in film, is is a, is a bear. A bear up a tree. So you see a bear up a tree. Yeah. Then you see a woman just hanging out of her window. Yeah. Beckoning somebody back to to the house. Her son, I think, isn't it? I. But this this was going to be a question. I don't know if if either of you guys picked up on it, but I couldn't work out. Yeah, it was the son. <clears throat> yeah, because it, it's difficult to tell who's old and who's young mm. in in these things, and who's a woman and who isn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, they look um, very similar. Everybody. It's, a bit, it's like twenty twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> she calls him. She gives him a right good slapping and tells him to get on with his chores, which includes cleaning his shoes. Though he's not doing it fast enough for her. Like, yeah, yeah. That he gets. So yeah, this this poor lad's been given a couple of like absolute belters. Right? Yeah. My nan used to call them senders. Senders. I'll give, you, I'll give you a sender. Like send you across the other side of the room. <laughs> I bet you had a few senders in your No, time. I was good as gold. And then you've got the, you've got, I think this is like Larry Seaman himself. This is Larry Seaman, yeah. Who's, who's in bed and he's got a really, a novelty alarm clock. Yeah. Which I appreciate. With like a feather attached to it. A feather attached to the bells on the old school alarm clock that yeah. tickles his feet to wake him up. Yeah. Which I thought was quite cute. And, and he, he lobs like a boot at it, I think. And it sort of like <laughs> comically kind of bounces off the, off the clock and into the, where the mum's cooking. I think it lands in the soup or yeah. whatever it is that she's preparing. Preparing. And because and she thinks it was the sun because the cleaning, sun's cleaning the shoes and she gives him a sender <clears throat> gives him another like fairly lively sender and in fact yeah. she sends him right out the the house for that yeah one. he's like sort of like weeble style rocking isn't he and he yeah. sort of rocks backwards and forwards onto it to get his hat yeah so yeah he ends up he ends up going out the, the house and then when as he goes out the door that's when you get another sort of card up on the screen that uh, that introduces the slawsons yeah a bunch of hard-boiled eggs whose forefathers left words that feuding was the king of outdoor sports yeah <laughs> which is quite, quite they're out, poetic they're out on their border in the fields and they see the cutshaw kid outside and they just decide to shoot him in the and the kids run and the kid runs inside to the overbearing mum and all the Slawsons celebrate together what a great shot it was yeah. and then dad is getting off he takes his pyjamas off to reveal a complete formal outfit including a cravat underneath yeah. it just in one sort of a bit like Super Ted when he pulls his no spoilers but yeah, yeah. yeah you're right and did you see what was on the wall behind him when he was taking his PJs off no what was a it? massive bearskin rug oh, pinned to the wall right so right, read okay. into that what you will. And then um, he lobs his pipe in the air and it goes like comically high and he catches it in his mouth and gives a little nod yeah, at the he camera. Does. Which is, bearing in mind this is like 1918, I thought a lot, we can talk about the film after obviously, but I thought some of the, 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 ca- the camera tricks and yeah. stuff like that were pretty, pretty clever, impressive for, you know, certainly for that time. I don't think they'd win any awards nowadays, but it was, yeah, it was impressive. He's got a really weird look, Larry. Yes. It's, got, it's almost like he's got like the sort of from his cheekbones up, almost like it's difficult to see because it's black and white, but almost like whitewash. Like he's just wearing really heavy makeup and his mm. eyes are kind of like. Well, they're almost like mimes, aren't they? Yeah. A lot of the characters have got almost that. Yeah. And I, I didn't know if it, because obviously I, I was watching this so that none of these people are recognizable to me apart from Stan Laurel, who. And then I was thinking, is this Stan Laurel in some kind of like prosthetics or whatever? Because. I, I think I, it's just the makeup of the time. Yeah. But it was crazy weird. Yeah. Yeah. But they look the like husband, the, um, the people from Mad Max, the, the white ones, <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. Sa- the yeah, bleach yeah. skinned kids. Yeah. 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 Some of them. So he kind of, the husband kind of goes outside to see what all the hullabaloo is. And mum explains what's happened, that the son has been shot. So he opens a door to have a word with them and his pipe gets shot out of his mouth yeah. by one of the slaws. Well, the actual I'm, very end of the pipe, he's still got the stalk. But right, this, I don't know for sure that it was done in this movie, but in other movies that was done with a real bullet firing a, from a real gun. 
in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piss off. Yeah, that's what I got in. I yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Isn't okay, it? And I thought it was camera trickery, but yeah, it could have been in this movie. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But C- C- Seaman Larry Sermon did it for yeah. real with a real rifle. See, a real yeah, that, that seems unnecessary to do that. But yeah, he immediately closes the door to to the Slawsons and then happily fixes the problem by putting like a beam across the door so they they yeah. can't get in but yeah. they do still have guns although these guns i don't think are too dangerous they're more like a two-two aren't they yeah they're like bb pellet type stuff aren't they because people are getting shot he got shot in the ass yeah. he didn't seem to do a lot yeah yeah but it's there's two different types now it's like buckshot and yeah i don't know the other one so there's one that shoots pellets and there's yeah. one that shoots like they can put a hole in a house or something <laughs> It's, well, it's, not it's not the latter. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, then next we're we get the best ki- the, the best card <laughs> yeah. that I've ever seen in a silent movie. We get Pete, a local nut. Yeah, which <laughs> is amazing. amazing. And to my to my everlasting joy, the nut is Stan Laurel. Yeah. So this is Pete, and he's a a budding fisherman. Yeah. Sat on a sort of a, a tree, a trunk that's going across a stream, and he's sat there with his. So fairly rudimentary fishing rod and, and, and wire and everything. He's not very successful, is he? He's not he successful. Catches he catches something. First of all, he catches a boot, which I didn't know if that was the boot that got mm-hmm. flung into the soup earlier, but he catches a boot. I think he catches a dress. Yeah. Like a dress. I don't know. Then a s- tweet? I, I think it was a stick. I was looking quite closely. I didn't know if it was part of a bicycle or a, or yeah. a stick. But Anyway, yeah. Dad goes outside. Back at the, the Cutshaw's house, Dad goes outside to fondle a lamb. He puts on, this is, is this where he puts on the cravat or he's yeah, already got that he's on? He's already got it on, yeah. Right, yeah. And he does, he goes out and it's quite, yeah, he's, he's quite heavy handed with the lamb. And they try to, the Slawsons try to shoot him and he's surrounded by buckets and there's like bullet holes appearing in yeah. him and all stuff, but he's just there sexually abusing the lamb. <laughs> and anyway, they all try, try to take a shot and then the big bearded guy shoots a bucket next to him and a load of water starts coming out and yeah. he thinks it's the goat pissing on him. Yeah. But then he realises it's the bucket and just turns the bucket away. He seems pretty unperturbed for somebody who's under yeah. like heavy fire. He even um, has his cravat shot off. Well, that was, he? I think, the straw that broke the, the, the baby lamb, the, the lamb's back was the cravat being shot off and landing on the lamb. And that's yeah. when the, 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 what are we calling him? He's not a Slauson, is he? He's a, He's a Cutshaw. Yeah, Father, father Cutshaw. Yeah. That's when he gets his gun. Yeah. And starts firing back and, and, and the, all of the, the I think Slawsons, he shoots all the hats off. He does. He? They all go one. flying off into the air. And so, yeah, the, the Slawsons do a runner. Yeah. Then we have a bit more of, of, of Pete fishing various things out of the stream. Oh, and then Dad comes out and he puts like an, a bit of block of wood in the water yes, and some does. dust. It was strongly reminiscent of the Lost City of Zed. Yes. Because he stuns the fish by pouring this powder in and yeah. like explains to oh, we him. Don't, we don't know what the powder is, but yeah, he, he, he sees Pete sat there having no joy with the fish. So he, like you say, he sprinkles some cocaine or something. <laughs> yeah, it's in cocaine salmon. That's oh, ketamine. Ketamine. Okay. We've got an expert here. And, uh, yeah. And then wax the fish with the, with the plank. Yeah. And Pete th- is so impressed by this that he get, takes out a huge wadge of cash. Yeah. And goes, oh, I really, like he throws away his. He's already snapped his fishing rod by this stage, yes. and he's like, "Yeah, can I have your stick and your your powder?" Yeah, which he then he then buys, as as you say. Yeah, well, and then he starts to do some. He tries to use the technique, but it goes right. He ends up getting sprayed in the face. A fish that's like sprays a jet of water in his eyes. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. so he's just uh, he he's not 
born for fishing, really. Slawson, one of the Slawson daughters shows up and I think her and the Cutshaw kid have got like a little budding romance going on. I thought this was the Cutshaw adult. Was it the oh, is it? Oh, Cutshaw right. dad? Anyway, yeah, you're right. So the Sla- the Slawson daughter, she comes out of the the woods all kind of like with a with a naughty look on her face, yeah. indicating that she's up to no good. But yeah, there there seems to be a, a a little bit of a romantic interest between her and and father Cutshaw. I thought. Yeah, and then the big bearded guy sort of he, he shepherds the girl away. We're assuming this is the dad or yeah. or a or an older brother or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he and he's like the girl. sidles up next to her and she he starts well, canoodling, thinks he's stroking her hair. Yeah, because because he I thought it was weird. So with the the Slauson daughter, he's like cuddled up next to her, but he takes her hair and he's almost like sniffing it, yeah. but then almost like sucking it like. Yeah it in his mouth and twiddling it around his nose and then you get like the the exchange and then the dad or whatever he is comes and, and sidles up next to him and he's doing it with the beard like you say yeah. but he he's, he he notices it's good like visual comedy because he notices the smell of the yeah. of the gentleman first and then there's like a benny hill style running around a tree and through a log thing absolutely yeah yeah where he's crawling through this log and then soon the the um Bear shows the, up. Yeah, the 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 Cutshaw. Cut Am I getting these right? Yeah. Slawson and Cutshaw. The the Cutshaw dad chirps off, and the the bear gets involved. He he crawls through the log and and scares those people. Yeah, I've forgotten what they're called now. Slawson, them. Yeah, yeah, scares one of them. And then a sort of an acting troupe arrive, don't they? This couple. It says a couple. There's no punctuation in these in these cards which no. made it more difficult to to interpret but yeah it says a couple part of a theatrical troupe just arrived in town yeah and they're they're talking with somebody about how to get to where they're staying or they somewhere to stay and again another card comes up saying the only place you might find lodging is at the slawson's but you'll have to walk 10 miles yeah so this is a, a key bit of dialogue because it's the only really bit of like anything that anybody's actually said yeah. that's come up on screen. So yeah, you need to go to the Slawsons. It's 10 miles away. You yeah. can't believe it. it is what it is. The lady eyes up Pete at the side and gets him to carry their huge luggage. Do you, do you want a fact? I do want a fact. That was the, so the lady playing the lady who looks looks at like beckoningly at pete mm. was stan laurel's missus at the time oh well there you go yeah. so almost at the slawson's pete is kind of tuckered out from the effort of of carrying everything and he has the idea to throw the contents out of the cases to make it easier to for him to carry <laughs> to make it lighter, he yeah. opens a case takes a load of clothes out just as he's throwing them down unbeknownst to him but beknownst to us as yeah. the viewer, Cutshaw gets inside one of the cases and hides well, he's from being the bear chased in by the, the bear, yeah. that he was getting chased from in the previous scene. Yes. And he shuts the lid. And then when he opens the other case to do the same one, wouldn't you fucking know it? The bear gets in the case. The bear's suddenly looking quite a lot like a man <laughs> in a bear costume. <laughs> you, had you got this far, Chris? Yeah, I think this is where I woke up both times. <laughs> <laughs> what a point to wake I, up. Not, yeah, honestly, because I remember the fact that before you could kind of see that it's an actual bear and it was like a circus bear or yeah. like they, you, they filmed a bear mm. and then you just see well, a, a bear looking person. So yeah. I wouldn't like, even say it's that much of a bear looking person. It it's looked, it's just a person in a onesie. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a man. It's a man or a child that basically is trying to run on all fours and, and jump into a cage. Do you know who yeah. it, remi- it reminded me of the, the guy in the gorilla outfit at the end of Trading Places? Yeah, it yeah it's that level. quite reminiscent of that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. sure at one point the like it, 
the the bear well a man dressed as bear takes a tumble and you can just clearly see some like plimsolls or whatever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so then Pete has to carry the stuff now and he doesn't really have time. He notices the cases are heavier, but he doesn't really have time to sort it out. because He carries one on his back, yeah. even though it's got a person a bear. or a bear in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the Slawsons, they're greeted like any good B&B owner does with a shotgun and uh, forced to stick their hands up until, you know, the Slawson's daughter reminds the dad that they are, in fact, small business owners. A lodging house. Yeah. yeah. And so this misunderstanding is cleared up and they're shown to their room, which they seem to be very happy about. Yeah. yeah. And then we now we get a kind of a load of shenanigans, really. I think that's the best way of describing it. There's, there's too much, really, to sort of go through. This is where my... my my photography and my screenshots of everything that was happening i just started realizing um there's a few things that are worth talking about he gets out the case and the bear gets out when he sees him there's like a dotted line Mm. special effect that comes out of his eyes i don't know how they i think somebody literally put it over the film probably yeah dashed it on the yeah on the reel and there's a lot of hiding in things and going in and out of windows. It becomes and far, literally farcical. Like, it becomes farcical. Yeah. In like a lot of. But so many things that vaguely tied into the film that we watched. The bear going up and down the chimney, which was hinted at, and being on the roof of things and yeah. on the bottom of things. And, and in a cave. And then. Well, yeah, they, this is really the climax of the movie involves now two bears and people kind of running up one side of the mountain and going through a cave and then being scared well, by a bear on the other side and going to each down other the... yeah because they are one's, yeah. one's at the one uh, so it's pete and and, and father cutshaw and two bears now that that's all that's left in the film and i think pete's at the top cutshaw's at the bottom he gets a rope sent down so that he can kind of like what's the reverse what's the opposite of abseiling Climbing, I guess. Yeah. So he can like climb, climb up, up the, the, yeah. like the rock yeah. face. But then, as they're being chased, uh, pursued by these by these bears, they're kind of end, they they ending up getting like pulled through this like old mine shaft that That's looks right. like through the rock and down into another side. There's like quarries, I guess, either side. And so, yeah, you have this kind of like yo-yo effect of of them pulled from one end to the other, and and pretty much that is is the rest of the of the film. There, I, I don't know if there's anything else. They, they, like well, they get to the, one of them gets to the top, and then while he's trying to get to that cave, the bear shows up. Yeah, past the rope. Yeah, and then oh, there's, there is a bit where one where somehow I think it's Pete is wrestling with with the bear or a, a man in a monkey outfit, and somehow manages to tie the rope around the bear, and so that's right. Cutshaw becomes yes. tethered to the bear instead. Yeah. Uh, and it ends with them they slide down the scree and then they're legging it and it's like sort of captain america style running yeah along the side of the road at about 50 miles an hour yeah and they're they're taking it in turns to, to sort of like push ahead of one another yeah. maybe to create some wind resistance so they can go faster but that's that's basically the end they they run yeah. off and it, it fades to black with with the end yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I've only seen the first three minutes <laughs> in the last six out of a 20 minutes movie. But I, how I mean, long was it? 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Pretty much bang uh, on 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I'm, I can't say I'm really proud of myself for watching <laughs> that little of a whole 20 minutes movie. Did you watch the same first three minutes in the same last Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of woke up in the same, in the same, same part. Yeah. I so don't know what, why. It, whenever it, anything's really quiet, you just go to sleep. Like if we, yeah, were to just I love complete, a nap. Let's just try now for just ten seconds and <laughs> see if we can get Chris to sleep. You'd be surprised. So, 
how how I felt about this, I would say for two thirds of the film, I fucking really liked it. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I was I was lolling and with no one else anywhere near me, so no reason to kind of you know. And I know this was like my pick. But I was really enjoying it. I like the humour in it. I like the, you know, like the obviously the the physical acting because there there isn't any other kind of acting in it. But I was really enjoying that. I thought it was, you know, f- for its time, the, the bear costume was was about as as budget as you could possibly get. I'd say yeah. even by nineteen eighteen standards, it yeah. was shit. Yeah, right? yeah, agreed. But what I would say is loads of other stuff because there were bits where. You know, they, they obviously, like, rewound stuff to make someone... Like, there was a yeah. bit where the bear, like, walked backwards out the window and then the donkey kicked it and the bear flew back in the window and they'd sped things up. And so, so the use of, of, you know, their what tools they had back Amazing. then was really, really good. Yeah. The the last, like, third of it, which was, like, the fast stuff, was, was particularly tiresome. It was a bit, yeah. But even then, there was still some pretty cool yeah. special effects and uh, some inventive... You know, I mean, these guys were really at the vanguard of cinema. You yeah, know? yeah, I, I enjoyed this. It is only twenty minutes. I don't. I haven't watched a lot of silent movies, so I haven't got a lot to compare it to. I have seen a few of the Laurel and Hardy movies, and that's yeah. kind of about and Buster Keaton, I guess. And and I think they kind of, you know, they they kicked on from from here as well. They they, they became sort of like more. I think like, the editing. There's really creative editing, good special effects, some good casting, like the fat bearded Slauson guy and hmm. Stan Laurel and all that. And it's free on YouTube. You can go and watch that. People put this up, you know, to preserve its place in sort of cinema history. And- yeah. I'm kind of glad we... we There's also the, the bit that says, thank you for watching the silent movie at the beginning. So it's, it's almost an acknowledgement that you chose to click on this movie and actually hmm. watch it rather than, ooh, how did I get here? And all right, yeah. there you go. So it's yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I. I was surprised with the ending, though. I I thought it would be different than just oh yeah, okay, let's. But just I think I think almost it's it's almost sort of like cartoonish, and I think so. This guy in particular, I looked up and like his filmography in a ten year period was like ridiculous, like something like forty odd films. It was. Yeah, well, just th- like, this one was released two weeks after his previous one. <laughs> right, there we go. So, hyphens. Yeah, so he he would just churn out film after film, and he starred in a lot of them. And and I think how Stan Laurel met Oliver Hardy was in films like directed by this guy, the Larry Seaman. So yeah, he was he was prolific. So I think it had more of a feel of what would now be like a you know like a cartoon series, like you got The Simpsons every week, or you got whatever it is every week, and it doesn't have to come to a, a conclusion. It can just be them running, getting chased by something. Thing and it's not like oh I wonder what happened to them it's just like you know that this guy or characters like that are going to be you know they're going to sort of like just start again each okay. time it sounded like he he died he, he died at like 39 in and he was poverty stricken I think he backed a lot of the wrong horses or <laughs> backed a lot of the wrong bears there was another guy that that was in this film that it was it was the most one of the most ironic deaths other than John Denver I think was probably a bit more ironic um, Why? But was he killed by it? No. So he Denver. was he was he was an actor, and he died in a plane crash. And the plane was basically doing some like original. It was doing some like aerial shots. Like I don't know what that's called. You'll know what it's called. Like where you do like the mm. the, the bit you take like shots before yeah, yeah. you start filming and everything. They were doing that, and it was the first adaptation of the film The Aviator. Mm. So that was quite an ironic death, mm. which I thought was worth mentioning because it's you know funny deaths are funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, I'm not going to go back and watch this again. I don't think, but I'm glad I did. And it's a bit, yeah. and it was a bit of a removal from our 
usual fare, even though this segment tends to be absolutely anything ever. But we've done it now. It was nice to see something from when Dan was a youth. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he was, I think he was in in his twenties when this came out. So not quite the youth, but hope you're well, Dan. (laughs) 